You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey, everybody. It is time for American Winer Monday night, podcastdetroit.com on Studio 3. How's everybody doing? It is so good to be here. Uh, Jumping right into it tonight. Uh, I don't have any material to just talk about myself to uh, introduce the show. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce my guests and we're going to start talking immediately. Uh, right away. My, my first guest is uh, Mr. Aaron GTV. Yeah. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Now, normally you do music here and you were like, oh my goodness, oh, we don't have music. But you know, we could sing a song. It's we like, could. Hey, there is music here. This is where music goes. Music. Maybe some drums, Joe. If you have any, like, can you do any drum? Idge over there. That's that's wonderful. So it's time. There we go. To there. Wine. Okay, now get quieter, and then I'll do that intro again. Okay, so sing it really quietly. Ready and drum intro. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's time for American Winer. We are here uh, on podcastdetroit.com. It's Monday night. How the hell is everybody doing? Okay, now very gradually just get quieter. Just like Kate's fading you out. There we go. All right, we fixed it. Awesome. There you go. I'm there we so go. Glad awesome. Awesome, awesome improv technology. there. Perfect. So Aaron, Aaron, thanks for being here. You're uh, back for the first time since July. I know. And, uh, it's been a bit. My second guest is uh, Mr. Joe Giza, who's back for the first time since May. And Joe is actually uh, joining us uh, on my phone, and he is in New Zealand right now. Joe, how are you doing? I am splendid. How are you guys doing? Oh, Good. That's awesome. You have that delay that uh, reporters have when it's like, hey, you know, what's going on? Then it's like, one. Yes, we're here and we're live. So you're in Australia, but you're actually in Denver, Colorado, which is the secret. of <laughs> It's all lies. I am in neither because New Zealand is not Australia. Oh, yeah, sure. We still can't invade Did they get pissed off if you say that New Zealand is Australia? Is that like a sensitive I've, topic? I've never heard that because I am one of the few people that knows that it's not Australia. So I've never <laughs> brought it up. <laughs> uh, so you showed me uh, uh, just when you called in to make sure that uh, – the communication was going to work. You showed me that you were sitting uh, on a beautiful freaking lake. You've been putting uh, pictures up on Facebook. It looks like, I mean, you are in Middle Earth. That's what they filmed Lord of the Rings. So that is the closest to Middle Earth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tell us about being in New Zealand, man. Like, what are you doing there and uh, what's going on with that? Um, so I'm here on tour, uh, guitar teching for Colin Hay. And we, uh, we've been in New Zealand for about five days now. Um, we're doing a little festival that kind of jumps around to a couple different cities here, but we've had some time off on the beautiful Lake Wakatipu here and, uh, the mountain right across <laughs> from my hotel room. What's that? I love how you geared up to say that you were like, watch as I, Wakatipu. <laughs> That's really fun to say. <laughs> I have to think about it so I don't mispronounce it and I'm still probably mispronouncing it, but it's been amazing here. So. Weather is gorgeous. It's been 75, 80 degrees every day. I've got a beautiful lake out my window here. So, and the mountain that I'm looking at right now is where a lot of the, a lot of the filming for the movie happened. They, they filmed all over New Zealand, obviously, but I guess a lot happened here is what I've been told. So have you been gorgeous. to, uh, have you been to Hobbiton by any chance since you've been out there? I, I have not. That is on the North Island. We're on the South Island right now. Uh, and, um, I will have some time off there and, uh, I don't care how much it costs. I will be going. Awesome. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah. If you go to New Zealand, that's like, I mean, you have to do that. That's that's just part yeah, of Yeah, like the, what else is there? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know, Hobbits used to be here. Hobbits are here to this very day. So, uh, so Aaron, why don't you tell us what you've been up to lately? Uh, I've been doing a little bit of everything, taking on some new jobs. I know we are still getting up the podcast, questionable audio. I redid some voiceover demos and I've been trying to get music uh not just other people's music but my music uh off the ground and uh, working with some new artists and then there's a whole bunch of stuff if you go to my website there's like a bunch of things over there and mm-hmm. it's just a, a mess of just a grab bag of gigs and awesomeness eking it out right yeah try as hard busy. as i can to to do projects with friends 
so that I have an excuse to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how uh, Joe and I started doing the the podcast thing. It was like, hey, you know what? You know what would give us an excuse to hang out once a month? A podcast. A podcast. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. that's actually my second question is uh, tell me what's been going on with uh, Questionable Audio. Questionable Audio has been pretty cool. Every, uh, it's uh, like we're at the point now we're going around to all of our friends uh, or and like friends of friends that are really decent audio people or have something to do or something to say in the audio world, whether it be music or or even podcasts or uh, and then or actually physical audio or like the mechanical side of audio because uh, I know Joe's and uh, Joe, you and your father uh, both make these amazing monitors that we end up talking Mostly about him. all the time. A likely story. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll like if you do audio and you're our friend, we're probably going to make our way to you at some point because there are a lot, unless you know, unless you're terrible. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> when's your, when's <laughs> your next show? The next show? Well, uh, you know, I don't. Well, one of the guys is uh, you know out of town. He's in like New Zealand somewhere, <laughs> and uh, just you know whatever, just hanging out, being a rock star with hobbits and all that jazz. But yeah, uh, so when Joe gets back, we'll probably we'll do another podcast. I know we have some questions up there, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just uh, getting those questions out there. Joe, when are you coming back? How long is the tour? Um, I will be back in the end of February. Uh, well, halfway through February, like the 15th, 20th. Oh, man, a bird just flew into my hotel room. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the bird is going to join of February us. Is when the next episode will be out. Oh, okay. All right. And you've been gone already for like a couple of weeks, haven't you? You'd, how long was the tour? Um, almost a week. Almost a week. We're, yeah, we're we're not even halfway through yet. So, mm-hmm. How cool would it be if you got attacked by a bird right now? Live? I know. I'm just waiting to see that thing fly live in the background. American whiner. Man, gets attacked by a bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a little bird. That's the one of the amazing things about New Zealand is not many things here will kill you. Oh, that's like the um, mirror opposite of Australia, which is uh, with which apparently is mistaken it. for New Zealand. There's like know. a special man-eating rock in Australia. That's yep. that's not true, but that's there is a fish that looks no, like a rock that if you step on it, it will kill you. They're like a it's a rock something, a rock eel or something like that. It's so wow. poisonous. Yeah, it will literally kill you. you... <laughs> I'm a rock eel. <laughs> <laughs> step on me, you will die. That that's that's pretty much it. So. Right here, um, yeah, nothing besides uh, ring wraiths and the Lord Sauron can kill you. So other than that. I don't understand those references, Joe. Are are you (laughs) talking about Star Trek? Is that? Star Wars, man. Come on. (laughs) Nice. Okay. But yes. Uh, So um – Normally we we kind of we we wait uh, to get to the whining portion of the uh, of the show um, until we're at the bottom of the hour. But since you guys had already been on and we've already gotten to know you through those shows, and uh, I figured we'd just uh, start whining uh, as soon as we possibly can. Uh, so yeah, and we had we kind of discussed we had a whole bunch of topics uh, before uh, on our Facebook conversation. So uh, what do you guys want to whine about? Uh, do you want to go first, uh, Joe? Yeah, well, I thought something that just kind of came to mind uh, when thinking about it, because I remembered that I'd signed up to do this podcast before I was leaving the country. And then when I remembered, I was sitting in an airplane waiting to push back from the gate. And so I figured <laughs> what better to whine about than when you're an above average tall person sitting on an airplane that by definition is built for the average human being um, is a slightly uncomfortable experience. And um, this was one of the longer flights you can take. Australia? It's, it's a little bit far away, isn't it? So. Because of the – well, I didn't fly to Australia. Let's just <laughs> – <laughs> That's going to be happening all night. I'm going to catch no, you in the I, lie. I there, was, there was a layover, so I did fly to Australia. But, yeah, I mean there's not many places from Michigan that you can go that are further. So – you know, it's a it's a fourteen and a half roughly hour flight. So, um, and I had to fly to Los Angeles beforehand, so it was even longer. So, yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a long trip sitting in a tiny little tin can, which doesn't bother me, except that you can't move for fourteen because there is nowhere for your body to go. Did you uh, did you have a window seat or an aisle seat or? The the long stretch from L.A. to Sydney I had, which is in Australia, 
I had a window seat, but they made me close the windows. Why? Apparently it was going to let bugs, the demons in. <laughs> it's going to let bugs. Sauron in. Yeah. The ring rates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think they didn't want me to see where the ring is actually kept. Oh, um, yeah. So I have a feeling that's what it was. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but I did have that slight little, you can't see because this is just an audio podcast, but you two can probably see there's like a little indentation next to your head where the window is in the wall a little bit. Right. So I was able to lay there. Um, and I had a very, very nice gentleman sitting next to me the whole time. So I kind of lucked out for that, except that there is no physical orientation that my body can take uh, that would allow me to sit normally. Oh, wow. So my so no solution for this, for you. no, no bueno. So my, my, my solution for this, my proposed solution is I believe I was flying a 747 400, which I think sits somewhere around 500 people, maybe. Oh yeah. Those I'll are nice. Look that up. But I mean, it's, it's a great plane, but, um, uh, let's just look it up here. But, um, you know, Joe it's a lot of people up the plane right now on the internet between 500 and 524 and 660 people fit into this boat, this airboat. And are you going to say if there should be less people? 35 less people. Mm-hmm. That's all you would need for a little extra leg room for the above average tall person. We're or talking even about realistic an leg room. Yeah, we're talking like an inch. And, you know, 35 people is a lot of cubic space. And so I feel like that distributed over... Because we're only talking, like, the back half of the plane. Because the front half is all business and first class. And they're they're great. You know, they're already comfy up there. So all we need is, like, that extra space distributed over a small portion of the plane. And all of a sudden, it goes from being hell to almost hell. (laughs) (laughs) so that's just my two cents and i think i think the airliners the airlines the airliners don't care because they're inanimate objects the airlines would have much happier passengers if they had just a little bit more room and i understand that you know it's an 800 hundred dollar ticket times 35 people that's a lot of money lost but if you're flying more often because it's not so hellacious maybe you'll make up for it that's not a bad idea, man. I hope they hear that. I hope they hear that. Uh, yeah, I hope they listen to this podcast and realize that if they uh, made uh, you know people comfortable, that uh, it actually wouldn't do anything because we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice at all. There's no other way to fly other than airplanes. That's what, no way out. That's the thing. I, I don't fly. I never fly. And I, I, just I've flown maybe like three times in my life, and uh, I just. I'm at the I'm at the age now where I think flying would be not only the discomfort of being crammed into the the the, the uh, metal tube shooting through the air, but now I feel like I would be bothered. I wouldn't be able to get my my head out of the fact that uh, that we're forty thousand feet off of the ground or or the ocean, uh, and uh, and uh, the entire thing I would just be having an anxiety attack you know, from the second we leave the ground. This I'm really glad that we brought this topic up, and I'm going to slowly get louder so that people – so that I don't like blast Kate out. We've been flying for a really long time now, mm-hmm. OK? The 747 was invented like a week after the Wright brothers flew their airplane. They're like, oh, OK, cool. No more innovation. Right. And we go there and then – oh, it's, I know what people are thinking out there. They're thinking, oh, the 777. Man, that's an airplane. You ever seen one? You ever seen a 777? Who out here has ever flown in a 777? Not a single person. Not a single person because you don't have to. You know, we're using we're using the same fuel that planes are going. They don't go faster. They don't go faster or anything. It's like, I, you know, I should be able to circle the earth like 900 times in a second. I think that should be a thing. My cell phone can last for like 90 days now. 90 days. But, you know, cars still going 70, unless you're from Ohio. People from Ohio can't drive faster. than <laughs> 65. I know there's, some, there's some, some issues there. But it's like flying hasn't improved. It's actually gotten worse. Mm-hmm. You can take less luggage. And every time I go there and I get luggage, you put the luggage up there. It's like, hey, you know what, guys? I, I, have, I have luggage here. In the- oh, you have Luggage? Like luggage is a new thing? Oh, well, we have this new feature that charges you for that thing that we never charged you for before. Mm-hmm. 
hashtag because we can. Yes. Yep. You know, so it's like it would be one thing if the goal was mankind to get together and find the greatest way of travel. And then we could we could get all of these things together and say, no, 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 those those seats, they're too close together. That's ridiculous. Let's make that better. And oh, let's make this better. That's not even a, that's not even a goal. Mm-hmm. We have started running a race where the goal is no longer to produce faster people. It is to cripple the other players. And that is why. And that's why, Joe. That is why they won't make the seats bigger. I, I remember one time they, they put up a plane and we had to fly from I, – I, I think it was – I think we flew from L.A. to some other place. And I know some people out there are like, hey, man, you should be thankful that flight is still a thing. It's like, yeah, I have a response for you, but I want to guarantee it right now. But so, uh, so you go in there. We go from there to there. And there was no air conditioning in – on the plane? The airplane. Oh, my God. And I know what you're thinking. It's like, oh, air conditioning. I mean, <laughs> what do you need air conditioning for? It's a, you know, just you know, first world problems. You're flying in the air above the, above the land. So it was like imagine if you were in a sauna with steam you know, just, just rising all over the place. But you're also breathing recycled air. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that is – that. Imagine like the way hell feels. That is probably pretty close to the to the definition of like the air in hell. It was sauna hell. Yeah, it's recycled air. But it was flying. So at any point you could just burst into flames and die too. So there's that added. What's that? Was it like Mordor? Is that were you saying it's like kind of like being in Mordor? Would that be an accurate? There you go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. More or less doors. I'm I'm fine with that. That's cool. (laughs) So it's not like you can crack a window. You know, thirty million miles above the air. This accuracy is you know my strong point, especially on our thirty million miles above the air. Yeah, three million miles above the (laughs) breathable air. So that happens, and then we (laughs) we get off the plane, and the airline is like, eh. They didn't even say anything, huh? They didn't, they it was just... like, oh, yeah, that's a bummer. The pilot was like, go and complain to this person and do this. This should not have been a thing. Oh, my god. As goodness. you guys were getting off of the plane and he's standing there, normally yeah. everybody's like, thank you, thank you. And he was yelling at all of you. He's like, go, complain, go to go this complain. person and you tell them this plane should not have been on the air. But it's like a little bit of competition. So if you're out there right now and you're thinking of starting an airline, now would be the time. Yeah, just go out, make some planes, put some tin cans together, fly. That's the thing. That's why I I, I went to L.A. Uh, a year ago, and I took the bus rather than fly. Now, I kind of did that because I wanted to see the country. I'd never really been west of Missouri, um, but uh, – I would still rather take the bus. There was almost a knife fight next to me in Denver. I would still rather deal oh, with that rather than sit in the uh, in the plane for with no air conditioning or you know next to the person that uh, is not the one that was sitting next to Joe. No. Uh, and you know, there's all sorts of uh, different topics that you could get into with that. But uh, it, no, thank you. And now that I've said that, I'll probably have to fly somewhere. You're gonna fly next everywhere. Month. Yeah, yeah. This, will, this podcast is gonna blow up so big that you're. Gonna it won't to even be the and... podcast. It'll be something that I. It'll be something that I don't want to do. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, you're like yeah, paying taxes abroad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be like yeah. sent to Mexico for work or something like. <laughs> but um, but anyway, uh, so Joe, I, see, I, I I don't know. I I think that that's a bit of an anomaly. I mean, I've. Frankly, that's the first time I've ever heard of somebody saying that they were on an airplane without air conditioning. I don't, I don't think that's really like of all the problems there are with the airlines. I think that's a bit of a fluke. No, that's complete yeah. nonsense, Joe. When was that, by the way? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> uh, that was let's see, that was probably three years ago. Oh, okay, all right. It was about three years ago. D- d- do you, yeah, you remember so- by any chance? Did you fly when you were younger before nine eleven when you could walk right up to the to the terminal and oh and still yeah? Get I I had never flown before then, so I don't know. And I don't know about you, Joe. If you had flown when you were younger, yeah, uh, like that, you could yeah, go and say goodbye to people. Yeah, yeah. I have no memory of that whatsoever. It's always been the long security lines where you're taking off your shoes and you're showing them what you look like naked uh, thanks to yeah. that uh, one machine. And Flying know. is such a terrible thing, like a terrible inconvenience. It's like walking into like a failing relationship. 
<laughs> you you go in there and it's like you know because you know they don't need you there. It's uh-huh. like, you know what? You come over here. You walk in. Uh, take off your shirt and your shoes and all that stuff, and that's okay because you really have no other choice. Mm-hmm. Nobody really loves to be interacting with airports and nobody loves internet security and internet security isn't really that great either. Well, so. that's, that's totally true. But the thing is, the, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about like the fact that we can even do this. I don't know what the comedian is that has that whole sketch where he's like, people complain about stuff. And then with complete, it might be Louis CK, uh, where he's talking about like this technology that we have at our fingertips is such a miracle. Like you're flying through the air you know, you couldn't. We we couldn't do this uh, 150 years ago. We couldn't, you, like you said, we have. Yeah. We've been flying a long time, but in you know, in the context of human history, it's been a a, a couple seconds. You know, and uh, and it's still we still manage to make it uh, unpleasant and uncomfortable, despite the fact that it's a total miracle that it's happening at all. There's all this bureaucracy around it, and all this other uh, this other unpleasant stuff that gets added on. If if you could just walk up to the plane, get in, and 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 have plenty of leg room and and uh, and all the rest of that, it wouldn't be we wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? But uh, you know, there's always a reason for. Uh, yeah, uh, I think you know that type of term or that type of philosophy. There is a, a bit of a give and take because it's like that very argument uh, from that comedian. I think was four years ago. Was it? Yeah, I mean, it was. It's really it cool. Was I love that yeah. thing. It was like you know because everybody's you know pissed off, but everything is amazing, and that was his type of thing. Where, yeah, you know, you're right. Yep. Stuff is going there, and. What I think it wouldn't be bad, except innovation is not the goal. Like things could be better. And it's like, oh, you know, things were good enough. Well, you know, things were good enough when we were walking everywhere too. You know, we weren't naked. We had, you know, we had shield. Our caves were heated, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like money, people are charging more for things. And, you know, there are, uh, the world is, is getting smaller, but, you know, travel – is is kind of a necessity in, in a lot of cases, and hindering that, it was so much easier to travel before. Mm-hmm. Why is it now, where information is you know easier to uh, to acquire and all of these other things are seemingly easier, something as basic as travel becomes a hindrance? It's like okay, well I don't understand. We had a super security breach. I know some people are losing their mind right now. Is it? It's because. Terrorism happened. It was this terrible thing. It's like okay, that was an issue. Mm-hmm. That is that that's not going away. It's like, so where were the problem solvers that that came out in the beginning? There are those problem solver minds that are there. Chances are we fired them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we fired them because you know they they told us that we needed to put seats farther. We needed apart. to get rid of thirty five people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we have a low battery right there. You know what? I, I noticed there's a white pillow. You can't see Joe right now, but there's a white pillow behind him. I think if you put if you if you surround yourself with darker colors, maybe the battery will last longer. That wasn't real. That was a um, joke. But yeah, this is my this is my <laughs> literally <laughs> everything is this, is this light. Uh, it will be okay. Oh, there we go. Perfect. That's wonderful. Uh, so, um, for those of you listening at home, Joe just pointed the the. The uh, camera phone straight at his belly. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at his shirt, which is the only dark thing in the room. <laughs> the dark belly of Joe. But Giesel. it's also a NASA shirt. Oh yeah. Oh, there's there there's uh, I bet the astronauts uh, have a thing or two to say about flying. That's a whole that that literally is millions of miles above the that's right Earth's surface. So we won't get into that though. Um. So, uh, Aaron, yeah, what do you have? Complain about as far as NASA is concerned, except that they don't get enough money. Other than that. Yeah, diggity. they just said because of the the. I mean, we won't get into politics. Concealing we, we the flatness want... of the Earth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I made a mistake. I oh. saw this. Uh, this. Uh, I think it was a tweet or something. It was the Flat Earth Society. It said we're getting more popular around the world. And yeah. somebody commented like, That's like, say popular. that again slowly. <laughs> hey, plates around, dude. Yeah. Plates around, buddy. Uh, oh, we got Kate on that one. Whoa. Uh, that's so, amazing. Uh, anyway, so Aaron, wh- what did you want to whine about? Okay. So it's funny that this is American Whiner. I do these rants all the time. Mm-hmm. So my thing is trains. 
Oh, yes, of course. Yes, we got a message from you on the Facebook group when you're yeah. on your way here and a video. On a way, I sent a video because not only was there was I stopped by a train, but and trains are it's funny that travel is is this thing uh, that we've started talking about. The running theme there, yeah. Because trains, if trains were to come out today, they would they would just the guy would be murdered. He would be laughed out of the. Hey, okay, this is what we're gonna do because this is the way that the guy talked to invented trains. He's like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> we will have really long caterpillars of things going from one direction to the next. It's like, well, hey, we have we have cars though, buddy. We have cars and what about trucks? Like we have trucks too. And they're like, oh no 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 no! It's better than a truck. It's better than a car. It goes on a rail. Oh, so everything can go on this rail? No no no! Nothing else. Just, Nothing else in the world can go on this rail. Just the metal caterpillar. Yes. And it's essentially, it can cut everything in half. It can, like, smash through buildings and everything. And it, well, what happens when traffic goes up there? Because don't we have a lot of traffic? No, no, no. It'll just stop. Traffic can just stop. That's completely okay. There you go. You're right. Nobody would buy that. Nobody no. Would, so, it, well, what about ambulances? What about all those things? It's impossible to go underneath the train. No, no, no. That's an impossibility. No. We got to stop traffic right there. So on the way here. There's this train, and the train's over by my part of um, – if you look on a map, I live in – like actually in Detroit. And it's as if they just spiral right around my house just hmm. like this in one little circle. You can't see this at home. They do. They but really I'm drawing do. a very I small think. circle. And then they just go right around. They're not doing anything. They're just going around. <laughs> just around in a circle like a child's toy. Yeah. <laughs> they actually do things. But I have a story about that too. So then uh, they go in at some point, and then they stop. And then they have to change tracks is really – I know someone who's listening is going, they're changing tracks. You're an idiot. But So they, they, have, to, they have to stop. They back up, which means they have to gain speed again and go all the way back here. And then if they're not going in that direction, they have to come all the way back. So luckily today I had the rare occurrence of having a train in front of me stopped – Doing nothing. Oh, that's that's the best. Yeah, right there. and then a train. So I go on. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this. I'm gonna go around the train. I'm gonna go the freeway in the opposite direction and take like an obscene amount of time in the wrong direction just so that I can get around it. And then another train comes. It's like ha ha ha! Productivity halt for you. Yes, this is where you are. Now that that being said, trains. I mean, in all fairness, trains carry like extremely large payloads and if there's a like a train out there who's listening i i don't want to like be offensive to it so like iron and car parts that's very very important but i was on a train once and said, you go to this historic train we can go we can go on this historic train ride oh yeah i'd love to check that out let's, let's see what that is you go on the train and trains were made you know beautifully it'd be like i would i would much rather travel like Anywhere that I could on a train, mm-hmm. except for this other story that I'll tell you in five seconds. Okay, so then we go into there, and and you know it's really comfortable, real. You know, it's like this old fashioned, looks like an old timey movie. And then we're going, and all of a sudden we stop, and he's like, "Oh, look, wave at all the traffic there." And we look, and I was like, "Look at all those angry people." <laughs> and we had to stop because we would go in one direction, and then uh-huh. you know they don't go in a circle. So then we had to stop traffic and then go all the way right back. So now whenever I'm stopped at traffic, I just imagine that that's actually what the train is doing. There's no reason at all for it to be stopping traffic. There was no reason for us to be there. They're just. <laughs> it's like, hey, look at this old train. Okay, and we're on the tracks. It's like, yeah. Completely meaningless. See that there? <laughs> on this side is on time. And that side over there is lateness and no productivity. This is the fail side. This is the win side. <laughs> the only thing blocking you is this little thing right here. Well, you ever notice it's riding all, blades of death. You ever, the only time you ever get caught by a train is when you're 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 trying to get somewhere and you're worried about not being late. <laughs> yeah. It's the only time. I don't think I've ever Maybe it's because I haven't noticed because I don't get stressed out. If you're just sitting there, you put your car in park. You know it's something's going to be annoying when you have to put your car in park yeah. to wait for it to end. That's the only si- – what other situation is there? You don't do that in a traffic jam either, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know what? Nothing's happening here. And that sound of the train, that diminished chord is just like a giant sonic middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> just right it's like, no. But you know what's the best is when uh, the you, you get caught – 
Because, of course, there's the moment when you see the things coming down. You always get, if you're going to be one of those daredevils who tries to get under the, the, yeah. the, uh, the gate before it comes down. Yeah. So if you that can't, but you get, what's that? That means you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, well, I do it. I'll be honest. Like, yeah. if you, no, if, I do if it too. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, New Zealand. <laughs> so if, but if you do get caught, then you're Joe sick. works out of his house in a studio. <laughs> <laughs> so if he catches a train going to work, there's something wrong. That's true, yeah. It's, uh, but um, uh, you, you, so you get caught and you're sitting there and you you put your car in park and you're like, here we go. I've got nothing. What am I going to do for the next five to ten minutes? But then this has happened to me a couple of times oh, yeah. where it's just the one car. It's like the the equivalent of those old hand pump cars. Oh, yeah. It's got all the lights on it. It just comes and it's always going super fast and just, yeah. zzz, and it's like, th- that is like one of the, one of life's, the most beautiful little things in life that, you know, that you don't think about enough. It's, oh, yeah. it's the, the feeling of relief when you see that. Cause you, you, you go from being irritated and, uh, and, and thinking, what am I going to do for the next five to 10 minutes to, Oh, thank God. This is, this didn't, this is going to be 30 seconds of my time now. Yeah. So, so that, that I don't mind at all. That's always a, that's a lovely little, uh, you know, uh, you know, thing where it's 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 just nice when that happens. I suppose. Well, in, in Joe's defense, like in Dearborn, mm-hmm. the trains go by with a vengeance. Oh, they really shake there, the huh? earth. I mean, it's, it's what's that? So in Dearborn, you don't stop for the train except for in like three different locations, maybe. Yeah. So I'm talking about the ones that like the ones where I live now are the long, slow ones to city to try and build an underpass. We are kind of losing Joe, you, Joe. You're, you're turning uh, wonky there. Yeah, we're, we're getting an underwater effect. I think, is, has your fan engaged on your uh, laptop? Is that what it is? I'm using a cell phone. There's no fan. Can you hear me better oh, now? There we oh, go. Cool. Yep, there you are. Are you, I like, twiddling your dead. fingers violently? That that sometimes I'm clicking a fingers. pen actually. Oh my <laughs> goodness, that's it. That was it. Stapling. I'm stapling. Darn everything. you, Mel Gibson. Okay, I'm sorry. So I'll start over. So where I live now, the trains are the super slow, take forever to go by and then stop and back up to the point where the like citizens have petitioned the city and offered like to pay their monthly wages towards building an underpass because it's so bad. Oh my so God. So I totally feel the pain of this train. <laughs> yeah. like train pain. Going thing for oh yeah. Train pain. No, I wasn't saying that I was saying because like in Detroit trains, I mean, you have some time you hear the thing oh, comes yeah. down. No, it's like, ding, like ding, ding, ding. Or in Detroit, you know, Detroit has a little bit of a flow. So it's like, ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. ding. <laughs> And the train comes by, and it's like, here I come, I'm a train, I'm almost there, no, 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 not yet. But you go to Dearborn, and it's like, oh, my goodness, and they're going like 9,000 miles an hour, an exact number of 9,000 miles an hour, but you're going like two miles an hour. There's like there's like the there's the train going, and then there's like, you know, the little snail. In the inside and the train just beating, beating the train yeah that's yeah. how it is in, in my area of detroit so it's like you know what i think we're safe mm-hmm. i think you know we have enough time if you go across over there you could literally get out of the car and eat a sandwich on the tracks but yeah not in dearborn no you'd die you'd for sure die where i'm at in in, uh, in wixom it's they, they we get kind of a variety i've seen the, the super fast ones and then i've also seen the ones that you're you're worried that they're gonna stop like it's, yeah. it's like you're worried that it's everybody. It's going to slowly just grind to a halt, and then everybody's just going to kind of sit there, and you're going to you're going to start looking at the other people in their cars, like like what should we do? Are we gonna? <laughs> I just imagine we, the yeah. director. It's like it it goes and it stops, and he doesn't stop for any reason at all. Either. Yeah, there is yeah. no reason. Just he's not changing tracks or anything. He just puts his hands on his hips and goes, <laughs> me, <laughs> and then goes again. Yeah. It's like, that's really what I. That's really what's going on. Yeah, it's just the conductor fucking with everybody. There's nothing in there. Yeah. It's like, hey, what are those parts? Do they have to go? Those parts haven't changed since like the twenties. Yeah, they're not. There. There's they're, no reason for us to go back. There. I sit in this goddamn engine, you know, <laughs> 24 hours a day. I'm gonna. This is the only joy I get out of this job is when yeah. I can. St- I, I get a little smile on my face with every road that I pass, and I, I turn and I see all the angry people. I'm like, <laughs> I have power over you. We're gonna get the, so much hate mail <laughs> from conductors. There's gonna be like three guys who are just so pissed off at us. You don't understand. They're gonna be waiting for us as I, we walk out in the parking lot. 
I think you should get a train conductor on your next show, man. I think. I think said, we have gotten a bad rap. There we go. Yeah, I'll I'll keep that in mind. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely ev- get right on that. Every uh, every <laughs> yeah, show that we have, we where we whine about a topic, I'll I'll write it down and I'll get somebody you know who's in that profession or in that uh, t- you know I don't know like what else would be like a politician. There yeah. we go. Could <laughs> <laughs> be like trains are important. It teaches us patience. <laughs> you don't understand. Well, I was thinking like because so, people complain about politics a lot out here, but uh, you know. I'll get Trump in here. That'll be there. We go playing that, an yeah. actual trumpet. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, but uh, so I, I've got another travel complaint okay. to add into this, and it's going slightly back into the airplane mode of things. But you can add this onto the list of people too. All right. So I was, I had like a three-hour layover in LAX, and we we decided to just. I was with one other guy, and we decided to walk to the terminal that we were going to leave from, just so that we could find it you know, get a mental picture for where it is. And then we we're going to go off and get some dinner. So we walk to the terminal and as we get there, there's all these little carts driving past and they all have their little beeping alarms so that, you know, they're coming and there's little chimes and alarms and everything kind of all the typical airport noises. And as we get closer to the gate, there's this steady, I measured it three kilohertz tone just <laughs> going. And it was unbearably loud like wincing in pain loud as we got closer to the gate and it just kept going. (laughs) It just stayed on indefinitely, painfully. So, and we had to leave. It was like debilitating. Like I couldn't walk in a straight line because it was so loud. (laughs) Wow. So I think you need to get a airport alarm specialist in here. (laughs) Like what purpose is that serving? That, what the hell is going on? That that is that is also the worst alarms that are like painfully. Loud. It's like you. It only needs to go off once. You don't need to to, to keep it going. We know. We heard. We yeah. know something's going it's on. Like, you know. We get it. There there was. I I, I work at a, a a metro park uh, two days a week, and I clean the nature center in the morning. And usually the cops go down there and they turn off the alarm system. <laughs> um, I had been told that the alarm system is piercingly loud, like the noise that oh, Joe was describing. Uh, and I went in there, and I uh, I realized I'd activated the alarm because the cop hadn't been in there yet, and he hadn't deactivated it. Um, so I, because I heard the beeping, and I thought it was going to be one of those moments where it's it's like a little warning beep, like yeah. you have thirty seconds to come turn me off before I split your eardrums. Yeah, and uh, and so I run over to the to the. Um, uh, to the box or whatever where the alarm system is, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't know how to turn this this off, and I don't. Uh, the cops aren't going to be out here in time, so I'm just gonna. So I like run back to the door, trying because I'm expecting any moment that. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. and so I I I get out and I lock the door again. And I wait outside for for a couple minutes, and it it never comes. And so I'm kind of mm-hmm. like I'm waiting, and I go back inside, and I can hear this little beep 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep from the other room. And I go in. That's the fucking alarm. What the so heck? that was like the equivalent of somebody defusing a bomb and expecting the bomb to go off. And then the, just a little wisp of smoke comes up. I just it's I mean. saw a whole like a whole skit of you like, oh, no, get down. Yeah, I was panicking. Sonically blasted. I was trying to like I was my key wasn't fitting in the lock and everything to it's get like, out. Oh, again. No, I was like, come happen. on, come on. It's gonna be so loud. You're gonna lose the ability to see color. And it's like, it's like beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I love how it paused too because it was like, oh, you know what? We're gonna start an alarm. It'll do three beeps. Beep, beep, beep. I'll have to make it four. Beep, 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 beep. It'll pause just so it doesn't blend in, and then it'll go back. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. It, it. it was it was like the the alarm equivalent of a little person, like a little like child or something coming out and going, "Excuse me, yeah. excuse me." Uh, like a hobbit. Yeah, exactly. Like a hobbit coming out. It's of like the... the little flag comes out and says, "Bang." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I I think I mean that's it, probably one of the silent alarms, right? Where it's not really silent, but it's like triggering some little orange light in the police station somewhere twenty miles away. Well, I ha- equally as useless. It, I Equally have to say, useless. the thing is, is like I, I, it was, it, it lasted long enough. I cleaned the entire place, so oh. I was there about half an hour with this <laughs> alarm just going off. And I kind of got used to it. It was almost yeah. became pleasant, you know. But then I, I, I get out of the, um, the parking lot, or I go back to my truck, and as I'm pulling out, this cop car just comes tearing in, and uh, and he, <laughs> and he, and he comes in, Where's and the he, problem? yeah, and he, and he gets out. <laughs> 
and and I'm kind of backing out, getting ready to to pull out. And he comes over to me and he's like, "You set the alarm off, didn't you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I thought I'd give you. you know, I wanted to make sure you guys were awake this morning." Yeah. And uh, and he's like, he's like, "Well, yeah, you definitely woke us up." And he he ran in and and diffused it. Uh, but uh, but nice. yeah, it was just it, so he diffused. Yeah, he diffused the alarm. <laughs> it was so funny too because he can't. It was like he looked like he was in such a hurry, and it takes maybe like less than ten minutes to get across the park. So I don't know what. I don't know if I appreciate so, that yeah. level of enthusiasm. Yeah, because like. <laughs> But I was there for so long, like between when the alarm went off and when he got there. If he he wasn't going, maybe was he like taking his time until he got to yeah, the nature center? Over here, and, quick! Mm, the siren ah, oh my goodness! Desperation! You could have literally burned the whole place down. I, I was literally <laughs> yeah. leaving. If I wasn't a robber, I would have had time to go around take everything. You could have took anything you left. wanted and then burned the place down. You could have shut up. You could have leisurely robbed the whole place. <laughs> Could have taken all the taxidermied animals, all the turtles and the rattlesnakes and everything that they got on display, all the, you know, tree samples, whatever else they got in there, you know, the Indian canoe, and then loaded it all in, and I still would have made it out. It would so. He said Indian canoe, and my brain just went, oh, look at us, we're traveling over water. It's completely wrong. They have a yeah. canoe in there that's from a, from a I don't know what kind of, what the tribe was or anything, but yeah. it's literally, like, they found it from... Uh, something but anyway from one of the other nature centers that got robbed, yeah, you know, yeah 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 wasn't good enough <laughs> we robbed it from another one yeah <laughs> that's how all nature centers are uh are, are you know all, the, all their collections they're just from they just take stuff from the, the last nature center it's just this cycle um but uh so we're uh, we got about uh 15 10 15 minutes left here aaron um you brought up a topic uh, in the facebook uh discussion that i i kind of would want to get into and that's uh, net neutrality oh Did you, yes. and, the, and cloud uh storage and all that could you t- uh, talk about you know that i want to talk a little bit about it because i know everybody's talking about net neutrality and all that jazz but it, it, the the whole thing was the the two sides of it are is that large uh companies will be able to see what other people are able to experience online, specifically internet service providers. The only place that this becomes an issue is if, like, say, podcasts become something that is directly uh, uh, competi- uh, competing against uh, – let me start over. It's one of those things where if if we started doing video – Mm-hmm. And then uh, they started charging for doing video services. So then it would be in the best interest of that internet service provider to to push their paid subscriptions to the front of the line. Okay. And then free things would lose out. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I have an issue with that and what I think people are kind of confusing is that right now nobody really owns the internet. Internet service providers right now are just kind of your gateway to this thing. In fact, it's real easy for Xfinity to offer me, uh, you know, uh, internet really inexpensive because they're getting money from corporate investors. Mm-hmm. That's like their shows make money. There are other things, you know, there are tons of other things to make money, not just the prescriptions that come in. That's why a lot of times, like, hey, would you like to have cable? Are you cable television? Yeah. Doesn't matter if you have a television. Just take the box. Yeah, please just take the cable. Please because take it. corporate investment is mm-hmm. the the same thing, and it's like just like what we said about airplanes. Airplanes aren't competing with anyone, so they haven't. Like, oh, you know what? Because we're awesome, we're going to make airplanes faster. We're going to make them more comfortable. That didn't happen because that's not a business mindset. <laughs> the net neutrality issues are. If nobody has a law against it and no one is protecting us, just because they're not doing something to us now doesn't mean that it won't happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And it isn't like, oh, well, you know, you're just worried about things that don't happen. That model exists over and over again and reflects or shows itself in every direction that touches us in lives. I, 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 don't, I didn't say that good enough. I got, I got, I got what you were going, yeah. going for, though. It, a- that model – Repeats itself over and over again in different industries and in di- with yeah. different services and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, like it's- even in the life of YouTube, YouTube started out it's like, hey, you know what, put videos up and just put it on there. Oh, you know what, we can start paying for, uh, for things. Then you get people like Fred, you know, doing little kid voices, and all of a sudden, oh wow, yeah, that's gonna I be the thing. Forgot all about Fred. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then Disney was like, hey, you know what's cool? <laughs> Advertising things on uh, there, and then all of a sudden, everything shifts over. Mm-hmm. 
we have algorithms now that know so much about our brains because of that little change. And that little change wasn't like to make the world better. They didn't invent that. That's a, they invented it so that they could make their seats smaller on airplanes. Say that ideal is what caused the, the destruction. That caused the degrading. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, there's this unlimited resource that we have, unlimited information, unlimited – this unlimited potential of the internet. We are three chess moves away from that being completely messed up. Now, I think that if they do kill the internet, some other change will happen. The way that people achieve this, this type of collective connectivity will, will evolve. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's, it's still a bad thing. Right. It's like that, that involves a reaction to a terrible thing that has happened. Well, I, I actually heard, and I think you're right about all of that. Yeah. Um, but there is a little bit of hope because I heard that there are only a couple of votes away from, from being able to overturn the, the, uh, the uh, FCC's ruling from back yeah. in December. Well, so it's the thing is, I, I forget, I forget who the person was. She was, she was really interesting. She was on another podcast, but it was like, it wasn't. It was like three out of five people. Yeah, yeah, that it's, voted it in. The the Republicans said yes, and the Democrats said no. Yeah, what it was because so. it's like, and honestly, as a business move, and this is what's messed up, and what people need to understand, it is a good business decision. It is a good business decision to put a cap on that. It's a good business decision because things like Netflix, not only that. Pirated videos, uh, uh, tons of streaming sites, uh, just just any of that, uh, any of that type of data going down a pipeline, it isn't fair. But the way to conquer that is to learn how to run faster. Mm-hmm. The way to contact, the way to defeat that is to create a solution that makes that pipeline bigger. And the goal has not been to do that. The goal has been to make seats smaller on an airplane. Right. To narrow the access because you exactly. don't have any choice. And this anyway. goes yeah. into the thing. And I know everyone who, who has been talking to me in the past uh, month or so or even three months is going, oh, wow, this is the one thing that Aaron talks about. You can win a race by running faster. The idea of a race is to find the fastest human being. So you practice and you, you – you do exercise and you do all this stuff and then you create the fastest human being and then we present this is the best. You can also win a race by crippling all of the other runners. Yep, yep. And that's way easier than, than learning how to run faster typically. So just because the race is won does not mean that it serves the ultimate goal. If our ultimate pursuit is knowledge, then there are certain moves that we should be making to that will reflect that type of productivity. But that is not the case, and net neutrality is one of those type of things that's very important. We need that should be that should be it should be an, an equal playing field, mm-hmm. but it isn't. It's a chess move to make a very good business plan that will essentially lessen mankind. Well, it it kills off competition is what it is because that's you just said yeah. earlier. What happens is a new industry comes out. The uh, you get a couple people that become super successful at it. Yeah. They conquer it. They become the only way that you can access this particular industry, and then they they pull up the ladder behind them because yeah. they, because other people start thinking of better ways to do things, but they don't want to lose the power that they've gained. Yeah. So they pull up the ladder, like YouTube. You mentioned YouTube. They just announced recently that they're not going to uh, allow people to monetize their videos. You can't make any money on your video, th- yeah. no matter how many views it has, unless you have a thousand subscribers. Yeah, and who has a thousand oh, wow. subscribers? That's that's it's difficult to get a hundred subscribers yeah. on there. So that's uh, I believe it's ten thousand. Is it ten thousand? It's ten thousand because I I, I had a thousand, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, they sent out a letter to everybody that uh, they were doing monetization that they they changed the rules and 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 again. That is a good business idea. Mm-hmm. It leaves it open for corporate investment. But that shouldn't that isn't the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make that doesn't make like it easier for the musician to find music. It doesn't make it better for the artist to be able to find or the person who can't afford to go to school to be able to find knowledge. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make the human race better. Well well it's just it, it, it once again if you don't catch that original wave, if you don't see the wave coming yeah. and catch the wave, then you're never going to 
by the time it crests and then breaks, you're never going to – you've missed your opportunity. Yeah. If you're, like if you're just starting out now, if you're a musician or whatever, it's – it's so much harder to get noticed because there's you're you're just buried in civilization. You're buried in all the other noise that's going on. Yeah, you're buried and, in train tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. It's like, oh man, oh. buried in train tracks. And can you imagine if trains, if that, if your the first ideas mm-hmm. were as hindering as trains? And that's that's the danger that we fall into. We'll look back on the ideas that become the most popular, and and it's like. They're train tracks mm-hmm. in the way of everything else that we can't get rid of. Maybe there will be a moment where people are like, man, if the internet came out today, nobody would want it. Like technology evolves to the point like maybe they they do kill net neutrality and people are forced to find another way to get connected the way that they are now. And that leads to another – to roads and to highways, which are a better – like the equivalent if, – if the internet's a train track, you have the equivalent uh, of a road for the internet – and then people, some, you know, 50, 100 years from now, somebody sitting in front of a microphone says, you know, if the Internet was invo- if, uh, invented today, nobody would would uh, be interested in, in adopting it. Well, here's so. an interesting insight. That right? blew my mind over here. What's huh? that? That just blew my mind over here. Oh, I think. Oh, and, it blew and, your mind and, so and, hard <laughs> that the phone that was, died. If it was going to happen, that was the best possible way. Oh, my goodness. That's so awesome. My phone just just died. So, uh, which is fine because Kate just gave me the three minute mark anyway. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Let me do this um, last piece here. Uh, we have Netflix because of Napster. Yes, we do. Yeah. And that, that sums it up right there. Right. So it's like, if it goes away, it will become something so, <laughs> it will become something so powerful. The world will not be able to contain it. If, if you kill me, I will become more powerful than you can ever imagine. That's yeah. the that's the quote. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to have to send Joe a thank you message of, uh, after we're done here. But Aaron, thanks so much for coming on again. Yeah, man. I love you guys. Discussion. I love yeah. this place. It's cool hanging out with you guys. I'll push your videos everywhere, and please spam our stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll do this again. I'll keep. We'll keep. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep in touch. And um and. I have a new, uh, really quick, I have a new uh, thing because I can't think of a goddamn sign-off. And so I think my sign-off is going to be asking my guests if they can think of a sign-off for me, just off the top of your head. I know I'm putting you on the spot, okay. but just, just for see. the hell it's of it. my head. Uh, the American Whiner. Why? <laughs> And there we go. I will be back uh, next Wednesday with some good friends of mine. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Uh, This is American Winer on podcastdetroit.com.